Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I am your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Hey, Justin. Yes, sister. How's the, uh, how's the diet going? Uh, slow carb life is a little repetitive. Yeah. Um, you eat a lot of beans. I eat a lot of beans. Mm-hmm. Um, There's nothing good at, like, there are no good snacks in our house anymore. I didn't realize that you were the main provider of snacks until you stopped well, providing them. As the man of the house, Sydney, uh-huh. it is my duty <laughs> to provide you with snacks. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But you've been you've been eating kind of, I mean, I, I don't want to say strange. You're just it's different. Fine. No, it's fine the way you're eating. It's just it's different fine. than the way you used to eat. But I would think you'd be like missing some things. Yeah. I'm. You know, my biggest craving is, and this is what it's not for a specific food. It's for the texture of crunchy the texture of crunchy and not vegetables. Nice try, everybody. It should, you know when you have crunched a vegetable, <laughs> and it's not the same thing. It should be noted that uh, Justin started like his mouth started watering as he started talking about crunch. I am watching him, his mouth watering as he talks technically, about crunchy. <laughs> maybe it's technically crispy. Is that that may be more accurate to those say are, crispy? Those but, are adjectives you enjoy. Yeah, I, I do. I like true. both of those. But yeah, uh, I miss. Crunchy and crispy. Do you think anything crunchy or crispy would satisfy that craving? As long as it's not a vegetable, Sydney. We've covered that. Yes. So, like, I don't know, wood chips. No, that's wood. No. or That's wood. Maybe some chalk. Um, No. I did bite chalk that one time in elementary school, mm-hmm. but I don't eat chalk as a rule. That wouldn't satisfy my craving. I just didn't know if, if any crunchy thing might satisfy it. Because, you know, if you did turn to eating non-food items you wouldn't be alone uh i've heard of this right it's a it's a medical thing not just a preference not just a preference not just a preference anymore <laughs> that's that's the slogan pica not just a preference yeah nobody prefers to eat wood chips and chalk no no but it is a it is a condition and it's a little a lot of people misunderstand pica and there are a lot of um kind of theories and and ideas about it that are sort of true but don't explain it entirely so Mm -hmm. i thought we should talk about it okay and a a lot of our listeners did too uh well let's uh, let's go i'm eager to learn about this is something i've been kind of it's one of those things like i'm interested in but not so much so that i would learn about it you know what i mean right well not take the time hopefully everybody who is currently listening to the show feels differently and we'll continue (laughs) yes right well no like 
you're gonna deliver you're gonna hand deliver the information to me right so that's a lot so you didn't have to find it on your own no that's no, good no. yeah well thank you to sarah and jenny and Lindsay and liz for suggesting this topic Indeed. pika is very interesting uh as anybody who's ever watched my strange addiction can attest yeah that borders on sort of like voyeurism i think which makes yeah. me feel a little yucky but yeah <laughs> Uh, so pica comes from the Latin for magpie. Okay. Do you know the bird? Do you know mm-hmm. why? Um, is it because the magpie just goes around picking up whatever trash it, it and, finds? And eats it. And yeah. eats it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Magpies basically will eat anything. And I, I even read that they don't necessarily seem to prefer food to non-food items. So really they will eat anything. And so that's where pica comes from. And it's basically just the compulsive eating of stuff that isn't food. Something that will not, as far as we can tell, traditionally give you nutrition. Okay. Uh, And it has to be for at least a month to meet the definition of pica, which I think is interesting because that means that if for like two weeks you've been eating dirt every day, you still don't have pica. You still don't have it. That's just like you're doing that for your (laughs) edification at that point. I don't know. Maybe you're on a reality TV show. Right. It's a challenge. It's like you have to eat this wood. I've never seen like Good Job Survivors. Welcome to the island. Now eat your boat. That's never been one of the, <laughs> the ones. I, I would watch that show. I would watch that if they had to eat the boat for sure. Uh, pica is often tied to iron deficiency. That's what most people, and that honestly, uh, to be fair, that was kind of the main thing that I learned about it in my medical education is that pica is a, a syndrome that is connected to iron deficiency. For mm-hmm. some reason, people who don't have enough iron and so therefore probably anemic um, crave things that aren't food. And usually ice is the example. Mm. So the classic example is a pregnant person eating a bunch of ice chips and can't stop eating ice and it's pica and it's because they're iron deficient. And there you go. I know lots of people that like your whole family likes eating ice. I, I don't think they're pica. Do they have pica? Do they? Uh, actually mom did have pica while she was pregnant with Riley. She oh. ate, she used to eat, ice by the buckets wow just ate ice constantly every time you talked to her she was i mean huge like jumbo cups of ice constantly wow yeah so uh but this is only one manifestation of pica uh, and by the way pagophagia is the word for eating ice pagophagia? There, there's words for every different thing you could eat, eat. yes okay uh now there are other forms of pica and they're not necessarily connected to iron deficiency uh, and we know this because if it is connected to iron deficiency, typically we give you iron and you get better and you stop eating whatever the thing is that you've been eating. But there are other forms that don't respond to treatment with iron, or maybe the patient wasn't ever iron deficient to begin with. So it's more of an umbrella term than than anything else. Exactly. And pica is still not completely understood. So mm. I'm going to preface with that as I kind of get into the history of it. There's still We still have questions about this. So here's some examples throughout the ages of stuff we have documented cases of people eating who have pica. Ashes, balloons, burnt matches, chalk, cigarette butts, cloth crowns, detergent, feces, fuzz, grass, insects, urinal cakes, metal, newspaper, paint chips, plant leaves, pencil erasers, plastics, baby powder, powder puff, sand, soap, starch, string, toilet paper, Twigs, coffee grounds, oyster shells, and tomato seeds. Now, I noticed you um, dropped plant leaves in there, and I just want to thank you for finally backing up my uh, firmly (laughs) held belief that eating the leaves of a plant is an aberration (laughs) and one that should be avoided at all costs. Uh, I, I... 
Well, I mean like not traditionally eaten plant leaves, I guess. Okay. Uh, we have evidence of the condition back to Greek times. People were noted to eat clay and dirt primarily. Um, that was that was the main thing that that was written about and observed. Uh, Hipp- Hippocrates wrote of the connection to pregnancy, um, and this is from his writings. If a pregnant woman feels the desire to eat earth or charcoal and then eats them, the child will show signs of these things. I don't know how the child is going to show signs of eating earth or charcoal, right? But one way or another, they were connecting pregnancy with strange cravings for non-food items. Uh, And there's also an account from the Romans that notes the connection between people who like to eat clay and their skin being somewhat pale, kind of hinting at this anemia idea, the iron deficiency idea. I I always heard that if you had an iron deficiency and you rub like gold on your skin, it would make lines. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, that has more to do with whatever the substance you're actually rubbing on your skin is i feel like i might have asked you about that before so apologies that's okay uh plenty of course had something to say about it plenty the elder family friend (laughs) uh he talked about a particular delicacy that was popular at the time alika which was a porridge that had some red clay in it and he wrote used as a drug it has a soothing effect as a remedy for ulcers in the humid part of the body such as the mouth or anus Used in an enema, it arrests diarrhea, and taken through the mouth, it checks menstruation. Hold on there, diarrhea. You're coming with me. Get in the paddy wagon. <laughs> so, so of course, these charges will never stick. Plenty, you you could not confront plenty with a, an item that people were putting in their bodies and and challenge him. Is there something this would cure? And he wouldn't come up with at least three things. Yeah, like something. No, it will. And here are the various orifices in which you can insert it to fix different <laughs> problems. Uh, the The Egyptians were fans of of topical application of mud, but they also did eat dirt and clay for stomach troubles. Okay. So that was a that was a remedy if you were having GI disturbances, you could eat some clay. And uh, we find an obstetric text from the sixth century from Edius in what is now Turkey that calls it pica and then again draws the association between that and pregnancy. So we, we've seen that connection for a long time. Uh, Avicenna wrote about it. He advised that uh, if a young boy had pica, you should imprison them to stop it. Okay. They'll just sounds, eat their way out. <laughs> sounds more like just like a behavior modification. Like I'm going to put you in jail until you promise not to, <laughs> not to have pica anymore. Right. Um, although he was, he did say like you don't have to do that to somebody who's pregnant. You don't have to put them in prison. Oh well, that's that's a, a relief. Yeah, yeah that's good. Uh, of course, ice is probably a very valuable resource at that point. So it'd be better right. if they weren't eating all yeah, your please ice. Please don't eat the ice. Please, that has to last us till <laughs> December. We just figured out how to make that. <laughs> Uh, Tritula of, of Salerno, who was a midwife, wrote that uh, if if you had a pregnant patient who was craving something like dirt or clay or you know something non nutritive, you could mix beans with sugar and just give them that, and they'll be happy. With all the beans you've eaten lately, has it killed all your cravings? Would you say? Um, I for for what specifically? Well, dirt. Dirt. Yeah, I used to be crazy about stuff. <laughs> And now I just can't get into it the same way. Um, and you know what's you know what's interesting is that dirt has actually been used. I mean, we're talking about a lot of medicinal reasons people have eaten dirt and clay, but there were also just for seasoning. Uh, in some Native American uh, tribes, it was used as like a spice. Hmm. Dirt was used as a 
spice in your food. Um, and clay was mixed with some bitter foods to counteract the bitter taste. I mean, you got to start somewhere, <laughs> I guess. And that's with culinary <laughs> growth. That seems like a fine place to, to get started. So and what I'm building, I hope you're seeing as I'm talking about all this is this phenomenon of eating things that we don't think of as food. It crosses cultural bounds, time, space, uh, different origins where different, you know, different groups arose and, and what eating habits they developed. And it crosses species. Eating dirt and clay is a universal animal animals on earth experience it's and we'll get into a little bit of what people think about that but but just as i'm talking about all these different cultures that do it think about that this eating dirt is a, is way more common than you think maybe we shouldn't get so tripped out about it then well you know, i can't hurry you shouldn't dirt we'll get there all right in 1563 a medical text coins geophagia which is the the idea of eating dirt okay eating clay geophagia meaning phagia meaning eating geo meaning earth yep uh, rocks, geology, earth, right? Earth. Stuff on earth. Stuff on earth. Yeah. It, I mean, it could mean dirt or clay or earth, something like that. Uh, among pregnant people and, and children, uh, there were, there was a huge interest in this topic at this point in history. For some reason, a lot of doctors got really fascinated with pica and specifically with eating dirt or clay. And so we have tons, there's like a, there's hundreds of case reports and papers written in this point in human history about it to try to figure out, is it connected? You know, what are the characteristics of people who do it? They tied it a lot to anemia, which was called the green disease at the time. And mm -hmm. so they, they thought it had something to do with anemia. Um, and so that was, and that was also very widely studied at the time. Anemia was a big popular medical topic so that you, you found more pica patients, the more anemic people you studied, mm -hmm. uh, writings of the time detail various cases and then try to make guesses as to what could be the cause. So like one theory was that, uh, maybe it's that you have rotting food in your stomach and it throws off your taste for stuff. So you start craving other stuff okay. like maybe dirt, dirt, <laughs> maybe <laughs> fine. Uh, you see in this time period, iron, recommended as a treatment for the first time um just, just which which is fascinating pretty good cold shot exactly honestly. exactly uh it was also suggested at the time that maybe pica has something to do with a psychiatric condition as well that was the first kind of guess that maybe there is more to this than just you know craving a mineral or something mm -hmm. like that um and then they also made a connection that it was observed more during times of famine and this is a theme we'll keep seeing at times where a certain population was was at risk for starvation, had, didn't have enough food, you see this practice a lot more commonly. Um, throughout the 18th and 19th centuries, we find uh, more writings about the practices of different people uh, engaging in geophagia and, and pica in general, as as uh, especially as European travelers are going further and further across the globe and encountering different cultures and then comparing them to what they've already seen. Mm -hmm. And so we start to see descriptions of it, of geophagia used for religious ceremonies, uh, tied to magical beliefs, and then different ways that it's used for medicinal purposes. Right. And can you give me some hints? Well, I'm going to give you some examples, but first, why don't you come with me to the billing department? Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. So as I mentioned, as uh, travelers are, are crossing the globe and encountering different 
uh, populations, uh, we start to see more records of people eating dirt and clay for different reasons. In South America, the Otomic tribe would store up red clay to eat in times of famine. So they would have like stacks of red clay and just Ugh. keep it stored somewhere in case in case they encountered a famine. In Guatemala, clay briquettes uh, with various like designs on them were sold for uh, pregnant people to eat, presumably. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in Zanzibar, it was called safura and would commonly... Uh, lead to death due to the amount of earth earth that some people were eating. Now, of course, it's interesting because we didn't know, like we didn't understand the idea of, of nutrients, right? In some of these cultures, I would assume, like mm -hmm. it was just about having something to put in your belly. Exactly. And that's, I think, I think you start to see that arise too, is the idea that this will stave off hunger in some way by filling me up. I'll feel full. And then, and I'll get into this a little more. There is stuff in dirt. I mean, right. there are minerals in dirt. There's bad things too, right? It's kind of a crapshoot. Exactly. I would, I There's bad imagine. things too. There's bad things too. Um, the the Tiv tribe of Nigeria still looks for eating dirt as an early sign of pregnancy. Hmm. So if somebody starts eating dirt and you're like, oh, guess what? You know. You, you got a bun in the oven and yeah. also a little bit of dirt. <laughs> um. In other parts of Africa, they found clay used for uh, syphilis, for diarrhea. It was commonly eaten uh, by girls starting puberty, mm. which, again, you could maybe assume was tied again to anemia because if you start menstruating and you're losing blood. Mm. Replenishing that. Yeah, so, then yeah. eating dirt for the, for the anemia. Um, but maybe not, um, you know, doing that without knowing the reason. Uh, it was thought that if you ate it while you were pregnant, it would guarantee painless birth. Uh, it was also used as punishment in some places. Earth was considered to be sacred. So if uh, somebody was a criminal, you would force them to eat dirt. And if they were guilty, then they would die because the dirt would kill them. Um, this is, I, I don't know if, if we're going to talk about this, but like, does, is like the iron deficiency, right? Triggers mm -hmm. your body to want to eat something hard, right? Basically crunchy or something. We're not, I mean... Like I, I what, can't tell you would, exactly the pathophysiology of it. What's your body trying it. to do? Like, what's it trying to achieve? There are two theories on that. Okay. And are we I'm getting... not, I'm going to get to them. Okay. I'm, I'm not trying. I'm just trying to make conversation okay. here. No, I'm going to get there. Okay. I'm going to get there. Okay. There are two theories on that, but, and when we'll cover them, but I, but again, I'm going to, spoilers, I don't have all the answers because nobody does. It's mm. still, it's still not completely understood. Uh, it did, and this is interesting, this is something I did not know. It took root in the American South during the time before the Civil War, uh, especially among uh, enslaved populations. So mm -hmm. eating clay was incredibly common. This has persisted in the American South, uh, even somewhat today, but as, as recently as the 1950s, 1960s, it was so common that you could buy bags of clay, little bits of clay at like the bus stop to eat, to eat. And people who would move North sometimes would like write home to their families to say, can you send me my favorite clay? Cause my favorite clay comes from this area. Flavored clay, maybe like no, ranch just clay, clay. <laughs> like nacho cheese clay or pizza blasted clay or just, just clay. 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 Um, and, I mean, you find that. And I mean, the, hmm. uh, the, I mean, there were writings of like the, the earth eaters, of North Carolina and I mean, it, all over the South people eating how, dirt is it's not uncommon. How strong of a tie did you see between the, this and um, like poverty 
Very strong. Very strong. Very strong. Yeah. yeah. This was, there are many times where doctors have written about it in various uh, case reports and papers and connected it to that. Now, that's not 100% though, but that's definitely, you see it predominantly in uh, populations that are at risk again for starvation right. uh, or are living in poverty. You see that tie for sure. But that's, again, I can't tell you 100% of the time. The there iron, are exceptions to the that. The iron deficiency angle is kind of, funny and weird weird human thing i just wanted to be clear that like i'm in no we're in no way like we're having a little bit of fun but it is in no way at the expense of people who have nothing else to eat obviously no no that's not and that's not really what we're talking about with pica i mean the idea is not i don't have anything to eat i know that dirt is not something that i i typically would eat but i'm gonna eat it anyway because i don't have that's not the same thing pica is the compulsive eating of something even though it's not I mean, yeah. even you might have other things available to you or, I mean, it's, you're, you're doing it without considering the other options. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's different. Sense. It's yeah. different. Yeah. And then and, and geophagia, the practice of eating earth isn't necessarily pica either. You know, you can okay. think of like pica as an umbrella term for things like geophagia and pagophagy and all the other things I've mentioned. Right. But at the same time, the practice of eating earth. So we would still use the same word geophagia exists outside because if it's a religious ceremony or something like that then you wouldn't call it pica Hmm. it's actually in the the dsm definition of pica if it is for some specific like religious reason or something like that then that doesn't qualify right it's a compulsive eating uh in haiti more recently there were there were stories about people making like mud pancakes out of dirt and water and salt and sometimes if you had some butter like baking them out in the sun and eating that again associated with Lack of food supply. Um, Kaopectate. Do you remember Kaopectate? Sure, yeah. A GI drug used to treat diarrhea and indigestion yeah, before yeah, yeah. Pepto-Bismol came along and kind of took over. Yeah. It's made from the clay mineral kaolin. Oh. There okay. you go. So if so you've ever had Kaopectate, yeah. you've eaten clay. You've eaten some clay. Yeah. They're, they're sn- snooty with your uh, up on your high horse, judging everybody. You've had a little clay in your time, too. And speaking of snooty, anything like this that has persisted across cultures for hundreds and hundreds of years sooner or later i knew i just knew when you start talking about how people used to do it i knew there was going to be a few people like wow let's give it another whirl Mm -hmm. like 2014 clay cleanse diet becomes a popular thing people and the basically you could it was bentonite clay was the one that was the most popular and i think still is i mean you can still buy this like it's still all over amazon you can buy jars of bentonite clay i am sure there are people who still do this uh i don't hear about it a lot but it's either powdered or in tablets it's made from like volcanic ash from Mm. i mean who knows whatever they tell you it's special and (laughs) you I don't know the backstory that they're going to make up for it, but it's special volcanic ash. And you take either the clay tablets and swallow them or you mix the powder in some water. And that's how most people talked about doing it is you would mix it with some water and then drink it. Uh, And the idea was that it would swell up in your stomach and make you feel really full. And then you would lose a lot of weight. And if that's not enough, it also detoxifies you. Oh, thank goodness. So it was promoted for wellness as well. So, so you saw it tied with a lot of like wellness and detox programs. It's, I didn't look to see if it's on Goop. I don't know that it is, but I wouldn't be shocked if it is. Yeah. Um. And it, so it was thought to remove heavy metals, and like it was billed that like you'll you'll do it, you'll lose ten pounds in two day, ten days, ten pounds, ten days, and your poop's gonna smell like metal because of all the metals that are coming out of your body. Ugh. You know. You people. <laughs> 
I just knew it. I knew as soon as I started saying like, oh, this is really sad that some people are so, but I knew somebody's going to be like, well, let's go. Let's do it again. Let's take, let's give it another spin. Ugh. Now, uh, and it should be known that not just with the clay cleanse diet, there are among certain populations, like among some South African populations, people who are still eating clay today uh, in order to like improve the softness of their skin and that kind of stuff. And again, in some tribal cultures among pregnant people. Clay eating is still common. So I'm talking about kind of the, the new age diet fad stuff, but there are places where it's just commonly accepted. If I were to ask those people, aside from like tradition and superstition, like if I were to ask those people, like, why are you eating clay or or anybody with pica? Like, mm-hmm. what would I what would I what would they say back to me? Usually they just say they enjoy it. They eat it because they like it. They like it. I mean, and if you, it's it's funny because I read that, like, well, they like it, but that is exactly what if we, we have watched My Strange Addiction, and if you ever have, and they ask people, why do you eat couch couch cushions or whatever, you know, that's what they say because I like it. It's I like really the taste. I like they, the texture. I like the smell. I like it. They try to summon up um, culinary adjectives mm-hmm. f- where there are none. Like, there aren't, like, like creamy, crunchy zesty none of them apply salty like none of it applies and so you'll see them like struggling for like ways to describe the flavor in like a a, detergent culinary way yeah (laughs) um it's been theorized that it does help help you lose we we still felt guilty about it by the way super want to make clear we don't feel good about our choice of watching my strange addiction no we don't do that anymore we've moved on we've moved on with our lives we don't do that anymore (laughs) we don't advise that now it's just my 600 pound life or bust (laughs) it's no, 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 no. Just no, huh? No. Uh it's been it's been theorized that it helps you lose weight by making you feel full. I don't know. I mean, yeah, certainly you will find actresses and people who've said, Yes, that's how I lost the weight. I I'm, I'm sure. And you also had like a personal trainer and a personal chef. Right. Um, and the clay, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh it was linked with celiac disease in one study. Uh, that maybe it was a symptom of celiac disease, and by fixing the celiac, you fix the the pica. But at the same time, it still probably came back to iron deficiency in that particular case report. So mm-hmm. that was a very weak link. Uh, pregnant patients will sometimes say that it helped with stress to eat ice. Mm. I don't know. So they'll say, I did it in part because it helped me with stress. Mm. Um, there are also, of course, cases linked to obsessive compulsive disorder or other psychiatric disorders where it was just one facet of that, you know, right. not an independent thing. And then uh, it also can be associated with some parasitic infections. Oh, right. Is yeah. it the bugs like, give me dirt. It, that's exactly it. The worm, want, the worm is whispering inside you. I want dirt. Give me dirt. Peter Michael, it's <laughs> me. The worm inside you. I require dirt. Uh, again, this could be due to the lack of certain minerals and nutrients that because the parasite's taking it from you. Um, but but it is thought to be in some places you would see somebody eating dirt or whatever and think, oh, my gosh, they they need medicine for a parasitic infection. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking from an evolutionary perspective, mm-hmm. this happens in over 200 species of animals. Huh. Uh, it crosses cultures and continents, just like I said. When you see something that pervasive, you got to start to wonder if there's a reason. Right. Because this isn't just, this isn't just, I mean, and, and that sounds contrary to what we say on the show a lot. Like just because some people have been doing this crazy thing for hundreds of years doesn't necessarily mean it does anything. But this is a little different because this crosses 
cultural and species lines. Right. Uh, isolated groups who would have no way of knowing about each other were doing these similar things. So this kind of behavior, you start to wonder, is there some right. reason we would do this? Well, dirt does contain minerals like calcium and sodium and iron. So there was a theory do you think maybe in times of famine or, you know, you're worried about or maybe you're not getting enough of a certain thing. So you start to crave dirt because it's going to fulfill that need. That's one theory. Um, and then we've observed animals eating specific kinds of rocks and things that would satisfy different nutrient requirements. And that kind of supported it. Um, but the problem is that you actually absorb very little. Mm. of the minerals from dirt when you eat mm. it from dirt and clay. Um, so that theory kind of falls apart because, you know, even if that's, even if that's what you're seeking to do, you know, subconsciously, you're not, you're not really satisfying that. Yeah. Um, the other idea is that maybe it's, it is somewhat detoxifying. Okay. What? That is the other, that is the other theory in that negatively charged clay ions can bind positively charged toxins and expel them now as soon as i read that i thought well that doesn't make that sounds like the usual detox kind mm -hmm. of nonsense and i i wouldn't i wouldn't buy that theory um because your liver and kidneys do that just fine however there is some thought that maybe it can it that clay has action against bacteria and viruses mm -hmm. and so maybe animals do that for some reason mm -hmm. for certain infections um livestock feed is prepared in clay for this reason mm. so not so much detoxifying even though that's the word you find commonly used but maybe to help fight off some sort of infection yeah i don't know these are the two theories that have been put out there uh I, neither one really satisfies me or makes much sense and anytime i hear detoxification i start to get right i i, I immediately assume this is nothing uh but but again uh, people across species and cultures do it. So, so who knows what can happen if you do this? Though? That was my next question. Yeah. Why is it bad? Well, if the thing that you're eating is toxic to your body, that's bad. So if you're yeah. eating, you know, if the thing that you crave and you're eating can give you metabolic issues or throw your electrolytes out of whack, your I would sodium, say broadly speaking, anything that is not food, if you eat enough <laughs> of it will not be great. And that is the yeah. other thing about my strange addiction, which we felt super guilty about watching, but it is really interesting to see the doctors on there try to make a buck wild called shot about what happens to you if you eat your whole mattress. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, um, this is going to cause, you know what? Actually, I have no idea. I, <laughs> like, I don't know what happens if you spray air freshener on your tongue and swallow it. I don't know. Over and over and over again. Nothing good? I, it couldn't be good. Uh, and that's the thing. It can throw your electrolytes out of whack. Um, some things that you eat might have heavy metals in them. So even though... In like the, the, you'd get this weird new agey thing, like it detoxifies you from heavy metals. You may actually be ingesting heavy metals if you're eating the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. um, it can damage your liver and kidneys. Obstruction can occur. So if you're eating something that's bulkier and isn't well digested or isn't digested at all, then it can just block your intestines, mm. which has happened. And then if they puncture a hole in your intestines, I mean, that, that can lead to death. So that can be super serious. Super, super not um, You can hurt your teeth if it's something that you shouldn't be chewing on. Um, also, you're probably not getting the nutrients you do need because you're eating these non-nutritive things that I've already said you don't get a lot of minerals from, mm -hmm. even if they're in there. Also, sometimes there's stuff in dirt like lead and arsenic and like worms and germs. So 
you're eating that if you're just eating dirt. Um, so it's not a good, it's not a good idea if you, you, if you have other options. What do you do for people? Honestly, for pica, the first thing would be to rule out iron deficiency Mm because it's an easy thing to fix, you know, check for a mineral deficiency or iron and replace it. Mm-hmm. obviously if you find it and sometimes it goes away uh it, if it doesn't you know the other thing is do, is there some sort of behavioral counseling is there some other component to this um like we talked about some co- comorbidity psychiatric condition obsessive compulsive disorder that kind of thing um and, and then and, and let me clarify this practice of eating earth while it has persisted for a very long time which was fascinating for me to learn. Um, I think you can distinguish that pretty clearly from pica, where somebody, you know, has options to eat nutritive food. Right. Food. They just decide (laughs) not to. Well, they're not deciding, but they are compelled, I think is the word to use. They are compelled to eat something else that is not providing them nutrition. Yeah. And obviously that needs to be addressed for all the reasons we just mentioned. Um, Sid, thank you so much for educating me about pica. I feel a lot smarter now. Welcome, Justin. Uh, I hope that comes up at a dinner party soon. Uh, <laughs> I want to say thank you to people who sent us some stuff in our P.O. box, which is P.O. Box 54, Honey to West Virginia, 25706. Uh, um, Hedge, uh, Hedge for a Natural Alternative sent uh, lip balm, Hannah sent souvenirs, Madeline sent feminist books, Emily and Russell sent a T-shirt and stamp, Danielle for the book, James, super big thanks for the John Allison uh, Buffett, uh, Jimmy Buffett t-shirt. Nick sent Silly Putty. Ellie Butler sent a book. Sarah sent Stampin' Chocolate. Christina sent a very kind letter. Uh, Casey for your um, cross-stitch. That was beautiful of our logo. It's radical. And Katrina sent some lovely letters and stickers. So thank you to all of you all. Yeah, um, thank really you all. You. We love this stuff. You didn't have to so do that, much but it's really nice. And for all your cards and letters and wedding invitations and everything. Thank yeah. you. Um and uh, if you're going to invite us to your wedding, please leave a phone number in there so, so we can randomly call you, as we very much enjoy doing to people. <laughs> we will try not to call you at 8 a.m. Like, like, like we accidentally did. So- sorry about that. Oops, a daisy. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for us, folks. Until, uh, no, wait, the taxpayers. They're a band in Portland, and they are probably in Portland, right? They're probably all over. Yeah. But I think, so I think they're based in Portland. Of, yeah. I think they're out of Portland. I think anyway. Right. Uh, they made our theme song, Medicines, um, and uh, you should go find their music. I think it's on Bandcamp, mm-hmm. and you can get an alternate version of that song, I'm pretty sure, uh, and a lot of other cool stuff. So go check them out, and uh, that's going to do it for us, folks, this week. Until next week, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.